J'ai vraiment aucune idée de ce qu'ils veulent dire quand ils disent introduction et immersion, mais on s'en casse. Maintenant, les deux épais qui m'ont donné des bons sur télé pour faire ça, Roo et Tug. This is Season 2, Episode 12, Furries and Video Games 1. We have a special guest today, we have Fox Lord with us. Hello! So, and we're in Las Vegas. Yay! Viva Las Vegas! <laughs> we we left the studios for what is our studios, which is my sofa. And we're on location. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. We haven't done a show. I've made, let's see, about $25 here in Vegas. And how much have you made, Tugs? So... <laughs> <laughs> I think you've outlost that amount. Is that is that right? No, I haven't lost it. I've only put you know we could have we could have just made this easier and I, you could have just given me that money and you know then we could have just called it good. I spent ten bucks gambling and then I spent twenty bucks eating and playing pinball yesterday, mostly eating, money wise. But I had fun. So tell us about this pinball. No, you tell them about the pinball. Oh. You this was your idea. Well. Um, a couple days ago, I came up to Tugs, and I was just like, you know, Tugs, we can go to the Pinball Hall of Fame. We have a three-day weekend, blah, blah, blah. And I totally, like, pulled him into it, so. You know I'm drinking your Pepsi? It's not that <laughs> Give me my Pepsi. No! I need refreshment. All right, well. Well, tell me what the Pinball Hall of Fame is. Well, the Pinball Hall of Fame, which you'll hear a little bit of snig bits, um, from this episode. Well, Snake bits? <laughs> what is a snake bit? Like it's like snake bits, like snake. like little little bits of. I have to say this is not working. Little as bits an of snake. Just <laughs> no, just bits. Oh, just bits. Yeah, okay. you, you like bits, right? I like bits. Yeah, I like so bits too. So the pinball hall of fame is a collection of the, well, I guess every pinball machine. It's like a, it's a museum. Right? Yeah. It is. It is for. All intents and purposes, a uh, legitimate museum dedicated to classic and new uh, pinball games, and also some classic arcade games as well. A uh, lot of rare machines, including the uh, including the Pinball Circus machine, which only two exist in the U.S. or and in the world. Actually, it's a very cool machine. It's amazing and hard too. So they also have the um, Super Mario Brothers pinball. I know it's not as rare, but you know, as, I'm I'm pretty dear to Super. Super Mario, since we're talking about video games and stuff like that, so playing a Mario pinball game was, was pretty interesting. I gotta find a Yoshi! <laughs> <laughs> so we figured gaming and gaming go together well, so we'll take the podcast with us instead of taking the holiday weekend off. So it's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Uh, how about the weekly recap? What did you do last week? Last week, um, we had you down at our place. What did you think about our new place? I like your new place a lot, a lot. Is it I, is it better than our their, our old location? Very much. <laughs> you have air conditioning that works. <laughs> no, I, I do like your new place. I, actually, your neighborhood is kind of odd though. It has an eerie Indiana feel. It really like like super manicured lawns and all the houses are the same. Yeah, I, I get that feeling as well. Yeah. There's like this little girl that watches me from the yard. Are you serious? Like yeah, she just like stares and she's always there. Come huh. play with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you do this week? Well, 
I, you know, I had something that I did this week, and I don't remember what it is. I I got ready for this trip. Actually, that was pretty much consuming my whole week. It was preparing for this between working and getting all that out of the way so I could do this. How's work? It goes. It pays the bills. I like what I do, actually, so fun. Uh, our last episode, which was Women in the Fandom... I was so surprised at how that went. Like, I loved that episode. The reaction, though, was far more than I expected. A really good reaction. You know, we, we appreciate all of your guys' support and um, all the people that have came to us and, and told us and thanked us for that particular episode. Um, you know, we love you guys, and we appreciate your support, and we, we appreciate all the women that are out there in the fandom. We respect you a lot. Yes, we do. So, we didn't bring a cookie down. The metal cookie stayed in the studio, but I went and found a fortune for you. Oh. So, I can't make any peanut gallery comment. Here is your fortune. It's actually on that side. This is what I found when I Googled. Really? Yeah. And did you put, like, some sort of misfortune cookie? Do you think I'm going to give you a regular fortune? <laughs> Alright, this fortune, brought to you by Tugs, says... I like that. Will you, I mean, you will be eaten alive. Well, isn't that delightful? <laughs> I know. Wait. It's so sexual. Do your whole thing. You can't just cheat me when I come up with a fortune and only read the fortune. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Screwing me out of my win. You will soon be eaten alive in bed uh, with a cookie. That's hot. <laughs> <laughs> So all of you war fans out there. Hi, Falk. <laughs> no, I was going to say hi, Stormy. Just kidding. All right, so now that we've discussed everyone else's sexual preferences, we should probably move on to the main show. On which... to your sexual preferences? <laughs> oh, my. So, Tugs, what are you into? I'm into drinking mango Pepsi and starting the next segment. Yeah, you're drinking my mango Pepsi and starting the next By the way, if you have mango Pepsi access near you, go drink it. It is so good. And I, you, oh, you know what? It's the only Pepsi that I will actually drink. And just to make all the people Pepsi. who like apple soda jealous, after this, we're going to go get apple soda at the World of Coke. Yay. I love apple soda. Okay, now let's really start the first segment. Today we're joined by Fox Lord, who was a resident of Las Vegas, and left, and then came back. Yeah. So, uh, tell us about your fursona. My fursona? Ugh, which one? Um, <laughs> you have multiple. I have multiple What's your primary fursona? fursona? My primary fursona is regular old red fox named Fox Lord. I've had him for a very long time, since I was about 15 years old. Why was, is he named Fox Lord? That was actually a funny story. Um, I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember the X-Band for the Super Nintendo. It was one of the first uh, online gaming communities. Holy you plugged crap. your phone line in, and then you could play Mario Kart and Mortal Kombat. Didn't you have to pay by the minute for that? You had to pay by the month, and it wasn't that bad. And uh, while I was playing this... I chose a name that was cool-sounding to a teenager. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be Lord Dark Fox. Yeah, that'll, that'll strike fear into my enemies. And then when I found Furry Fandom and I signed up for my first internet account, AO America Online. <laughs> no, how many, how many free hours did you get? 
I don't even remember. The name Lord Dark Fox wouldn't fit. I'm like, mm, gotta do something. Let me switch some of the words around. Dark Fox is taken. Lord Foxes sounds Fox Lord. Oh, that fits. And, oh, it's not taken. I'll just use that. I like, and the, I name like stuck. the keyboard with your fingers. My little keyboard with my fingers. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Um, so you've been playing video games for how long? Um, I was playing video games since before I was one year old. My parents shoved me in front of a Pong machine. You know, actually, um, Uro, who we had on a few episodes ago, he's a bunny we have up in Utah. A hare. Bunnies. Um, his dad, I think someone in his family has, like, one of the original, original Pong machines. I believe we do as well somewhere. Yeah, and uh, I was, I, I'm supposed to be able to play it soon, just, <laughs> and I'm kind of excited for that. So you've been playing since Pong, um, what systems do you own now? Uh, do we have enough time? Oh, jeez. Current generation systems. Current generation systems, uh, 3DS, PS3, Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, and uh, iOS. It's like a game system. <laughs> well, that's debatable with some people. You know, I mean, I included that just to, you know, include the masses. You know, it's, um, before we get into this, I actually, when Rue and I were doing show prep, I think we about killed each other. <laughs> we have discovered that, you know, everyone, is, and you know that people are passionate about video games, right? Very. I am. But man, when you're putting a show together, you the just episode, realize how passionate that passion is. Like, the episode didn't almost did not happen because of how passionate and we were opinionated about things. I'm passionate, but I'm also in control. Well, we were too. <laughs> it was just we, you know, it was an eye opener. It's like I, you know, we both have such strong opinions about video games, and mm -hmm. so we were like, oh man. This no, is there good. are. There are certain video games that I'm very passionate about so, as well. So, Tugs, tell us about your video game history. I, you know what, it's funny. So, I play video games all the time, right? And I didn't own a system until I was like 14, 13. And yeah, I know, I was like the kid always going next door to my friend's house because he had the Super Nintendo and we would play it all the time. Because <laughs> my parents were anti-video game forever, for whatever reasons. I think part of it was religious and part of it was just go outside. Uh, and so, I my first system I actually personally bought and owned that wasn't a handheld was the 64, but I actually had a Game Boy Pocket before that. Um, but I have since gone back and acquired the other systems that I was playing as a kid. So I've kind of been there from the beginning, I just didn't own it personally. Uh, currently, I own a Dreamcast that will always be current generation. Thank you. <laughs> I have all the major systems, so Wii, PS3, and Xbox 360. I like the 360 the most overall for what it gives me but every system has those strong points indeed indeed this is gonna date me but my first system my first system was a Wii was a com <laughs> <laughs> oh your first system was Commodore 64 do you know they made a wood version of that and they put yes, it out they just did. now really yep I love my Commodore 64. I actually have a small collection of uh, boxed games that I've been purchasing off eBay for. Very nice. Oh yeah, but my one of my, my one of my top three favorite games of all time is actually on Commodore 64. I have to say, like when I got an Atari, like my favorite game was Food Fight and Joust. Charlie Chuck's Food Fight. Yep. If you actually download um, the game room for Xbox Live. It's on there. You can play the arcade version of Food Fight. I also have it right on my phone. <laughs> How did you get it on your phone? Because I want it on mine. <laughs> After we'll, the show. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay. So, 
the video game world has a lot of furries in it, and it's kind of funny, I think, because you watch X-Play. Uh, well, you did watch X-Play. It's not as good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they make fun of furries all the time. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely out there. So what kind of influences do you see in the fandom from the video game world? I know, huh? Like, all the fun is gone, and now it's the deep questions. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, Sly Cooper, Star Fox is a big one. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog definitely has a presence. But how do you see it, though? Do you see it in, like, art? Uh... Mostly porn. <laughs> well, it's, it's Rule 34, hey, but it's look, true. It's Seriously? the first thing on the top of our list. Art and porn. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> there has been some relatively good non-pornographic uh, video game characters d- drawn anthropomorphically. Okay, if I said if I said pornographic video character, video game character, what do you what pops into your mind? Sly Cooper. Whoa! Really? I would thought you'd said Sonic. Or Tails. Or Tails. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I like Sly Cooper. It's alright. Do you have any badges with, with video game influence that you wear at cons? Character badges? Um, I've got one of uh, my character dressed up as Ness from Earthbound. You're wearing a Ness shirt. I am wearing a Ness shirt. And um, I'm getting, I have several different alts different characters that I roleplay, and I'm in the process of getting them all drawn as Team Fortress 2 characters. You know, I can't play first-person shooter games at all. I get sick. I'm missing out. Really? You are. Especially Team Fortress 2. That's an absolute blast. I'm sorry. You know what, though? I kind of enjoy it, because now I have to play the creative artsy-fartsy games that no Mm. one plays. Uh, What about fursuits? Because there are video game fursuits that you see at cons, not official ones. I saw the best one I ever saw was someone had a first suit of um, Ama Amaterasu, Okami. Mm-hmm. Kidding, really? Yeah, it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the markings were all accurate, and uh, it was dancing to Justin Timberlake. <laughs> that is not accurate, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what do you I, see? You're, you I have fursuiting stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I dress Rue up as Mario. And I call myself Mari Rue, <laughs> and I go around and chuck coins at people. <laughs> so Are they I, chocolate coins? No, they're just regular coins. Oh, okay. So, um, I actually went to this last convention, um, Rocky Mountain Furcon, and there's some people that came up to me, and they're like, oh, I still have your coin that you gave me last year, and I have it in my wallet. Aww, how, how, explain sweet. to me these coins things. I'm thinking you're throwing like giant ass coins that you'd get back. No, 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 no. They're just little tiny coins, you know. Like quarters? No, like just round gold coins about the size of. Do you make them? Like prop coins? Yeah, prop coins, oh, like do plastic. Have, do you make them? No. Where do you get these? I got them at. Um, I played Mario party, too. Party Land or something. <laughs> yeah, I play Mario too, and then I get all the coins and then I scatter them. Which, Mario 2 is an amazing game because it has Luigi as a fox. Yes. My fursuit is of an alt, and his name is Dreamcast, only as an homage. But actually, he has a dog tag on his collar that is the swirl that someone made for me as a gift. And I was I thought that was super cool. But other than that, I don't think I have anything on my character. But I've, what else have we seen? I've seen Adele's fursuit out there. I have too. Really? Yeah. Uh, I just, I just think seen double Fox. tells. No, no offense to the furry universe, but anybody that has more than one tell, I just feel that it's just so awkward looking in real life. 
You know, it is funny though, because sometimes characters don't translate to fursuits as well as you want them to. Yeah. I don't know. Could you could you imagine having a like a like six tails or something like that? That's extremely heavy. I've seen it. Kitsune. I know, I know, but I'm just saying translating into fursuit, that would be really hard. Yeah, it would be a little off. bit, you know, back heavy, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> what about music? Now, I'm thinking, when I wrote this, I'm thinking of the person who's always playing the piano at FC, and it's always video game music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what else do you see, though? Um. As, doesn't, what's there? Someone's going to stab me. Sub-level one? Anyway, there's a group out there, I think, that does video game references in their stuff. I know the Black Mages do um, Final Fantasy music. But they're not at a con. No, they're not, <laughs> but still. You know, I think that actually if people, like, if they went to the dances and the DJ just, like, scrapped all of his music and then all of a sudden just put on video game music, I think there would be more people dancing to, oh, I to, agree. The, to the music. I know I would. <laughs> like, everybody would be like like stop what they're doing and they would start cheering hmm. and like it'd be like a mosh pit type thing that would be sweet we'd be all like jumping to like I don't know um the Star Fox um theme or whatever I don't know now you want to get a crowd revved up you play um you play the music from the moon from Disney DuckTales ooh that one sounds really good <laughs> that is one of the most amazing video game music tracks ever. What would you have to say would be your top little... Like, if I said video game music, what what comes to your mind? I... I've been listening to video game music forever, right? Like, 15 years? I'm so old now. <laughs> My birthday was last week. I'm older than you. Yeah, I'm probably not. older than both of you. Yeah. Um, no, I've been listening to video game music for 15 years. And when I started, it was like... What the hell are you listening to that for? Because video game music is repetitive to a point, right? But I always found like it's like the director in Scott Pilgrim. He said that that's that's our generation's nursery rhymes, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool. I'm gonna listen to Overclocked Remix on my CD player with no skip on the way to school because it was an hour ride. Um, so I've always stuck with this one remix um, from Level Donkey Kong Country 2 of Brambles oh, yeah. in the Breeze. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just something zen about that song. And so I love just to listen to it because it kind of just brings me back to the good old days. Oh yeah. But I, I actually do have quite a large collection of video game soundtracks now. Most of them legitimate. Yeah, that's good. So my introduction into video game music was actually, I only really, I always played the Nintendo and Commodore and stuff like that, but I only really started paying attention to video game music when I had my Game Boy. There was, a lot of tracks, a lot of music tracks on the Game Boys, on the games that just, for some reason, just really stood out for me. Super Mario Land had a fantastic soundtrack. I was so happy when they remixed that underground music and stuck it in Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of like, um, like emotions and different things like that that come with video game music, like the things that things that you felt while you were playing that game that I feel that comes back. Like for instance. If you if you listen to the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack of like Ares, Ares, sorry, is that how you say it? Uh, Ares. Um, or Sethroth type thing, the theme mm -hmm. song. Probably, I would have to say that the two video games which have the most emotional influence on me are going to be Earthbound and Final Fantasy VI. See, I'd have to say Orc Arena. Um, some of the music from that is probably one of my 
childhood memory ones. So, do you think that we have such strong attachments to these games, and that they're also, I mean, because they're everywhere in the fandom, obviously, do you think that's because of the age of the fandom, or something else? Do you think it's because they put furry characters in, or do you think it's just we happen to be in the fandom and we grew up with these things, so we brought them with us? I, I think it's because most of us are geeks, <laughs> and um, to be able to really be involved into the fandom, you have to be computer savvy. And a lot of people that are computer savvy play video games, <laughs> and so therefore it kind of crosses over into it. That's my personal opinion. What do you think? You pretty much said it perfectly. I can't really add, add much onto there. It's the geek factor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what characters are there that are furry video game characters? And yes, we do have a little list here, but come up with more. Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> it's, it's like you're screaming like banjo, yeah. Actually, you know we. I loved that game. That was that was a good one. We conquer well, the squirrel from Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Rue, you put out a poll, and not that we're talking about the results right now, but we do have a list here based on what people were putting in. Let me read this list of what people put in. Spyro. Do you know Universal started Spyro, like the studio, the movie yeah. studio? I'd learned that today. I was like, what? <laughs> anyway. We have Sly Cooper. Mm. We have Birdo. <laughs> the most annoying character ever. Like, I, I think that they should just, like, if there was one character that I could delete from the Mario universe, I'd have to say Birdo. Would hey, in like. the original uh, Super Mario Bros. 2 U.S. release, it said in the instruction manual that Birdo is a boy that likes to dress up like a girl. You can pull the bow off in newer releases. Just saying. Um, we also have Cranky Kong. Kong. Mm -hmm. That was brought up. Um, Khajiit from Elder Scrolls. Um, Star Fox. You know what's funny? Is I call him Star Fox, but his name really is not Star Fox. His name is Fox McCloud. I know, but I just don't like... Do you know what his father's name is? James. James McCloud. Very good. <laughs> um, we have Sonic and Friends. <laughs> Sonic and Friends. That's a pretty... Wow. That's a long list. I know. Yeah, that's why it's and friends. <laughs> This was an interesting one we got, I think on Facebook. Dust. Dust. Yeah. That's a pretty that was a pretty good game. Did you play it? No. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen someone play it, obviously. Yeah, I have. We have Ratchet. Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank. Yep. And the Brewmaster from Dota 2. Oh. What <laughs> can I add to that list? Um Now we're now we're talking just about root characters that are furries, because we do have a Part later on where we'll talk about power-ups. Okay. Um, the Pandarians from World of Warcraft. I don't know what that is. Uh, basically, they're giant anthropomorphic ass-kicking pandas. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. They're like the new race, and everybody's They're the new like... race. There's a new class called Monk, and basically it's like Kung Fu Panda shoved into World of Warcraft. Yeah. Basically, that's yes. what it is. Do you play WoW? No, but I okay. watched somebody play it, and it was like, I don't know if it was like the first day of beta or something, but there was like a whole like mass room of pandas that was all over the place. And it's like, <laughs> like they were in the starter world. It was so creepy. Oh, yeah. If you make the female Pandarian dance, she does the caramel dancing. <laughs> uh, who, well, who enjoys it? Do you think it's universal in the fandom? Because I, I don't think it is. Like video games. Not everybody loves video games. I mean, to say that everybody loves video games is to say that everybody enjoys porn. You know, not everybody in the fandom. I think that's true. <laughs> I think everyone enjoys porn. They're lying through their teeth if they say they don't. Well, <laughs> I would say maybe it's like 
everybody loves fursuit. Because not everybody likes to fursuit, apparently. Fair enough. I only ask it. I know the answer. <laughs> You're just asking questions. Because it's on the show are... notes. Uh, <laughs> that's very nice. I actually, Cheater. we should probably tell the audience that we have not had anything to drink before this episode. I have not I had used... any alcohol and I'm sad because you of it. You used your game shark. I have not used, I have not cured my sobriety yet. We don't ever drink during these episodes. That's what makes them fun. We gotta have a drunk episode one day. Um, should we do the top ten or emails? Um, let's do the top ten right now. There are two top tens this episode. Because, because we, have... we couldn't agree. <laughs> well, that and we've skipped them a lot lately, so we decided to make two for multiple reasons. <laughs> so... So let's get to that top ten list. Presenting the top 10 furry video game characters, as decreed by For What It's Worth, and a mixture of 200 votes on a Facebook poll. Number 10, Red 13 from Final Fantasy 7. What do you think? You can comment. I like him. That, right. That's on the top 10 list, so. Uh, number, uh, that's acceptable. Number 9, Sonic the Hedgehog. Number 8, Amaterasu. Yay. Num I love her. Number seven, Donkey Kong. Number six, Yoshi. What was that? Your eyebrows just went through the roof and back. That's, I like Yoshi's. Okay. Uh, he was one of those people that would just let Yoshi just die. You know, he was like your extra jump. I actually, every time he ran off the cliff, like, I would feel really bad as a kid. <laughs> Number five. He was a tool and I used him as such, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Number five, Crystal from Star Fox Adventures. Number four, Star Fox himself. Number three, Miles Tails Prower. Number two, Rob the Robot. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even... And number one, we actually don't have a number one because we're not really interested in death. And that's your top ten. What's number, what's number one? There is no number one. You, you you do realize if you declare number one on this kind of a thing in the furry fandom, you will Flame get wars. yeah you'll get pitchforks. We didn't want that. So there we there you go. Your number one is is what you thought it was, which was, was what was, you thought it was. It was totally wolf, wolf from the no. I'm just kidding. All right, so we have emails. Thank you to everyone who emailed in and. Do you want to read them? I love listening to you read. Oh, I hate listening to me read. <laughs> These should be fun. So I have number one. This comes to us from Southpaw. He says, Not sure if this counts, but my Khajiit characters in the Elder Scrolls series are by far my favorite. I like the extensive character design available in Oblivion that is not in Skyrim, but the latter rocks as the best gameplay. Mostly because of being a Therian too, I guess. Sly Cooper is way up there too, mostly because of the way it persists as an ongoing furry epic, than rather than for the gameplay. Okay. Well, that's what he has to say. Sly Cooper is in there. Let's go ahead and read this okay. next email here. This email comes from Keeper Dragon. What? Hello, for what it's worth. This is Ty, short for uh, Tychondrius. I hope I said that right. The Frost Dragon of West Jordan, Utah. Now, to the subject of this episode, my favorite furry video game has to be Spyro. Not because he's a dragon, but that it was the first video game I ever played. Next in line is Sly Cooper. Lots of love for Sly, I like this. 
<laughs> I have been looking for other video games that are furry or furry related, so if you can give me a list of names of these games, that would be great. If you, you have not pay, played Banjo-Kazooie, you need to play it. I could not agree more. Banjo-Kazooie is absolutely wonderful and some of the best video game music out there. It also has transformation, so you're no, you're not just a bear and a bird for... You can turn Banjo into a washing machine. <laughs> uh, that's automatically good. So yeah, you and you shoot clothes out. <laughs> yeah. And Kazooie farts out eggs. Is, is there a list, though? I don't think there's, like, a list list. Wikifor has a little bit of a list. A little bit. You just kind of got to do some digging around on your own because it all just depends on different systems and what you own. Well, and we've we've kind of mentioned a lot of different furry games, and we'll mention more um, as, as things go along. You can do some research and... Mm-hmm. So is that is that all from the email? Uh, your listener and friend, Ty. Well, thank you for the email, Ty. All right, we also have an email from Zibuskas. Zibuskas. I like that. That just rolls off the tongue, Zibuskas. Hey, this is Zibuskas. Zibuskas. You know what I'm imagining? That bus that Pikachu got on and the bus driver gets off and crushes it into a game? Zibuskas. <laughs> wow. I think my favorite video game character is going to be Grumpy Kong. Who's Grumpy Kong? Cranky Which, Kong. Cranky Kong. Kong. You, you mean Cranky <laughs> Kong, right? <laughs> we hope. He's, hope your, yeah. he's your favorite character. So it's from Donkey Kong, like we've already stated. Um, he just reminds me of, for some reason, of Idaho. I don't know why. He's made of potatoes? Maybe. I, maybe there's grumpy people in Idaho. Also, Gromit from Wallace and Gromit. He's the best British detective ever. Sorry, Sherlock. P.S. Sorry about the spelling. <laughs> also, a great furry once um, once said, "Hooked on phonics works for me." Oh. That just that that brings a tear to my eye. That makes a tear so to my beautiful. eye. So <laughs> beautiful. Thank you for that eye-opening email of joy and love. Thank I'm, you for that little piece of love. Well, we're going to go to break and contemplate why Cranky Kong is related to Idaho. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry I made fun of you. And we'll be back. From the FWIW News Desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Today we're going to kick things off with international news. Eurofronts 18 has drawn to a close without reports of any bad news. The con was held between August 29th and September 2nd in Germany and had 1,232 attendees. The theme was a Roman theme. National News The cast of Rocco's Modern Life is going to be reunited this coming October for a show at the L.A. Downtown Independent Theater. Key actors from the series will be at the show and will also be signing autographs. The show will be Saturday, October 6th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Fur Affinity is down as of time of recording, leaving many single furries and sexless couples at a loss for what to do with their idle hands. The site experienced a hard drive failure in one of the server's RAID arrays. It's a hardware configuration which allows for redundancy and limited downtime. According to the site administrators, the RAID controller, which controls this redundancy, cannot switch into a degraded mode due to a software bug. The site has ordered a replacement drive, but this will arrive after the weekend shipping period. 
Sega has released a new set of Sonic merchandise in North America. This includes Sonic Collector's Edition Monopoly, Sonic Memory, and a Sonic Puzzle. The Monopoly set is being produced in limited quantity, exact number not announced. If you would like to order this, please check Amazon.com. Hasbro has announced a deal with Shout Factory, which will bring the first two seasons of My Little Pony to DVD this fall. Details and pre-order confirmation can be found on Amazon.com. The release will also have cast commentary to keep you amused for hours. Local news. The Utah Furries Group is going to be holding elections for new leaders next month. If you wish to apply or obtain details on how to be an administrator, please see the Utah Furries Facebook homepage. Note, this group only asks for active and recognized members to join leadership. Upcoming conventions. Rainforest is September 27th through 30th, 2012 in Seattle, Washington. The theme is Warehouse Fur Teen. Western Pennsylvania Furry Weekend is also the same weekend, September 28th through 30th, 2012 in Pittsburgh. Upcoming Fur Meets. The UFF is hosting the regular monthly meet on the first weekend of October. The Utah Furries are hosting the regular monthly meet on the second weekend of October and holding their elections as mentioned before. Back to for what it's worth, we're here talking about video games. That was very exciting the you're, way you did that. You're welcome. <laughs> this is my announcer voice, and this has been rude. <laughs> How are we laughing this hard without having any alcohol in our system? I don't know. It's, oh it's something God. that has to do when you record the podcast. It's like it gives you like some sort of like little like high or something. So in the fandom, <laughs> we're, we're we're starting the show again. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, in the fandom, do you think video game stuff is kind of universally omnipresent, or do you think it only shows up in certain areas? Like you know, I was talking about like the piano at the con. Does it only show up in that kind of situation, in your opinion, or do you think it shows up kind of everywhere? I would think that it kind of shows up a little bit everywhere because uh, nowadays it's more of like a pop culture reference. Because pretty much even if you don't play video games, you're going to recognize a lot of the tunes. Super Mario Brothers, Legend of Zelda, those are universal. For some reason I just had Ramona Flowers skate through my head with Zelda music in the background. Which was awesome. You should try it. <laughs> I still need to finish that game. The movie was fabulous. Oh, I've got the, I've got the Blu-ray of the movie. We're uh, talking about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Wonderful movie. Great game, too. So, how about with your, I don't know, your childhood? What what things do you remember? How, how do you feel that... It's kind of a broad question. I don't know. How do you feel <laughs> that your influences of video games in your, in your childhood has influenced who you are today? Like your character. Has it influenced your character at all? Um... I mean, you said you have alt, so alt's aside. Ooh, that is a deep question. Um... Do you think that video games has made you into the fox that you are today? <laughs> no, that part's been with me for a very long time. I've always been a fox. So if you, do you feel that if video games were removed completely from your life, completely deleted, that you would still be a furry? Nice use of delete. I am gonna have to say... I can't, I can't answer that. 
I simply don't know. I don't... I don't think so. How do you feel that it would change you as a person? Um... Well, I did spend a lot of time indoors uh, playing playing video games, but I also did have a fondness of going outside and uh, gardening of all things. So, you have a green thumb? I have a green thumb. So do you like Harvest Moon? I love Harvest Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love Harvest Moon, especially the Nintendo 64 version, because you can pick up a little foxy and carry him with you. <laughs> did you do this? Yes, I did. All the time. Every time I'd go and tend to my farm, I'd first I'd leave the area, go into the woods, grab the fox, bring him with me, set him down, then do my crops. Have you played Skyrim? Yes, I have. Have you killed any one of those foxes? No, I have not. Good. <laughs> Good. Explain. But I explain. Do... I don't know what this means. Sorry, there's foxes that are around. They're beasts that you can you can kill. They won't attack you. They'll just run away from you. But there's a lot of people that like run after them and like hack. Them and you can them. do that to the deers as well. Poor deers. Is it the plural of deer? Deer? I call them deers. Okay. Who's you know, checking? I normally would follow them and they would lead me to new locations. Hmm. Like yeah. the sword of, of Gryffindor? I don't know. They just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, this is the video game episode. One of the more interesting things that I used to do that I did in Skyrim and Oblivion was I went out of my way to collect every single copy of the Lusty Argonian Maid. Is that like some kind of sexy book? Actually, yes it is. Sounds like it. What about you, Rue? What? Do you have any video game influence in your character design? Well, Rue is a fox, and, you know, he's a fox. That's, that's basically it. No, really? That's deep. You know, I, I think Rue likes to play pretend, and so a lot of times whenever you see me in suit, um, I will have some sort of a prop or something that's going on. Um, so Rue likes to pretend to be a video game character. So, um, yes. Any particular video game character? or Well, he loves Mario. And... Oh, yeah, that's right. But, that, Mario. but that's Sorry. you. You're... So that is that's true. Me. That's that you. Is, that is me. Rue is me. It's not a separate person. Right, it's right. Just... No, but I'm saying because you grew up and played Mario and because you personally are such a fan of Mario games, you take it and put it in your first rating that's performance. Correct. Yeah. All right. I do have something to add on how video games did influence my furry side. Okay. okay. Super Mario Brothers 3. When Mario, when I got the Super Leaf for the first time and saw Mario grow a pair of raccoon ears and a raccoon tail as a child, you really I was, saw it grow. I or was it more of a poof. Poof. Smoke? poof. <laughs> I was. I grew insanely jealous. I was like, <laughs> I want raccoon ears and a raccoon tail. I want to run around and be able to have a big massive tail behind me and be able to hit people with it. That would be amazing. And you somehow know, you when, fly with it, too. That yeah. Would, that would also be awesome. You know, when I was a kid, I used to imagine myself getting the P-Wing power-up, and instead of walking to school, I would just fly, fly to, school to school. Did you just see the P-Wing power-up? The P-Wing. The P-Wing. Oh. Now, back to what is actually important. Video games in the fandom. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> and the wheels come off. And the wheels are gone. Well, video games in the fandom, um, look at it from a convention perspective. You go to a convention, there's always going to be a large game room. There's always people inside of their playing. That's they, true. What are they usually? Hmm? Really? Me I don't go to a con to play games. I love games, but at a con, I want to hang out. 
there is only a certain kinds of games that I will play at cons. And like Rock Band? Uh, Rock Band and Smash Brothers. I love going in in fursuit and play, sit down and play Super Smash Brothers because they don't want to kill the kill the cute little fursuiter. Yeah. And I always, like, whenever anybody kills me, I, like, squeak, oh, no! <laughs> and then I, like, put my hands and pretend like I'm crying and then they will not attack me. So it's my tactic to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a good tactic, too. You I do that with my uh, character. horrible for doing that. Horrible. Now when I play Smash Brothers with you in suit, I'm going to make sure to kill you. <laughs> Show you who's boss with that crap. See, that's the fun part. Whenever I play Smash in uh, first suit, I, I do the same thing as you. Um, my main character in Smash Brothers is I play Lucas. And I'm really good with Lucas. I'm really, really good with Lucas. What do, yes. they, um, what do they say when you beat them and you're in suit? Usually I say... <laughs> oh, ouch. Because at first I kind of play possum, like I'm trying to figure out the controls, you know, with the con- with the fursuit paws on, and they'll go easy on me, and then when I'm on my last guy, I'll just Here's a question. Why do you think that something like Wolf Link comes out in the video game world, and there's a billion things of Rule 34, because it's not just Wolf Link, I mean, there is a lot of Rule 34 out there. <laughs> and is it, I, I, why? Why do you think we have this obsession on a certain level as a fandom in pulling this across into Rule 34 land? Um, personally, I think it's just, uh, just our nature. I think it's furry nature? Furry nature. Is that a good term to use? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I I've never heard it. anybody like say furry nature, but yeah, I don't really understand why I said that myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I, just thinking of something intelligent to say. Well, well, don't judge me. Thing, right. So, so we have rule thirty-four of cartoons. Yes. And but we have far more rule thirty-four of video game characters. And uh, I don't know. Is it because I, there's more video games than movies that come out? You think? I think. Or, I think it might be because um, with the video game characters, we actually have control of them. To some degree, when we're playing a game like that, we kind of see ourselves as the character. Whereas with a movie, it's linear. And exactly. You get what they give you. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel that there's more video game rule 34 than what's regularly out there with anything, you know? So you disagree with that premise? Yeah, I okay. disagree that there's less video. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just whatever's popular. Like, for instance, My Little Pony comes out. Oh my gosh, it's all over the place. It's what we care about as a society that and so video games are things that people care about and so therefore or they have an emotional attachment to that yeah. particular person so therefore they create they visualize themselves in that certain situation um same with um you know with my little pony it blasted out on the internet so if something else comes along that's furry related or even not furry related and just becomes super popular it's gonna be like rule 34 because it's rule 34 because it's popular and it's out there and it's part of the society it's part yeah. of what people are thinking about it Pe- people aren't gonna all of a sudden do a rule 34 on something that's not like emotionally attached to them it's like I don't know I think I think Fox Lord that you come up with a good premise though because or good point, because you do have that control, though, and you do get invested in those characters, probably... I mean, sure, you get invested in a, in a movie character, but you do have a certain degree of control you just don't get anywhere else. And, I don't well, know. I and that's like, what I'm saying by an emotional attachment. 
is that you you become one with this character and so therefore that's why things like that happen. I I actually I got my conclusion on that oddly enough by playing Silent Hill. What? I don't like scary movies. I I don't not like scary movies at all. However, I will play a scary video game because as I'm controlling the character in those in that scary situation, I have control over that character and what he's doing, so I feel less scared. I'm able to immerse myself in that world. I don't like scary video games. <laughs> I don't either. I actually Yes, I'm admitting this on the internet. I actually did what my parents playing Resident Evil scared me so bad, and I had had like, it was you know when you're a kid and you pull all nighters. Yes. Like I've had pulled two all nighters in a row. <laughs> this is like hour seventy one, and I had had like four things of frappuccinos from Starbucks, like big ones. So I mean, I was like already doing the potty dance. And that zombie that grabs your ankle that you walk over about a thousand times. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm like, Ugh! oh, oh shit. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, just my opinion for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, someone used our show title in the episode. <laughs> so, we have a game. Oh, I love the game. Don't let him see the answers. Um, hey, Tugs, you just lost it. So, we have come up with ten questions. Now, I know that you are the, like, super gamer of Las Vegas. So, we expect a ten out of ten. And we wrote these questions to be extra hard. Like, we wrote our questions to be challenging. Whatever. These are so easy. Not all of them are. Uh Um, But, uh, yeah, we tried to make them challenging. Uh, There are ten questions. They are each worth a point. And you will wind up on our leaderboard, which I need to update once this episode goes out. Yata. Question one, uh, what species is Zidane from Final Fantasy IX? I haven't played that in a long time. Um, isn't he a lion? No. He is a genome. Okay. But, well, set him apart. Describe it for the audience. Because he was, I mean, he looked almost like a person, but he wasn't quite. It's been a long time since I've You don't remember? Okay. I don't remember. He has a tail and ears, and I was like, they never really talk about it. It's just omnipresent for the game, and then suddenly it's like disc four or three or whatever. By the way, you have a tail. And it's like this earth shattering revelation. <laughs> um, so question two. Ms. Rudy. Ruby. Ruby, sorry. An alligator known for her voodoo. Is in what video game? And you have to be Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus. Very good. Very nice. So, number three. In the official Zelda canon, which paw does Wolf Link wear a shackle on? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like walking around on like all fours in his mind and like pawing at the table as he figures this out. Back right? I'm <gasps> sorry. Oh. Front left. Front left. <laughs> Was that front left or back right? right. I chose poorly. And just so you know, canonically speaking, we were using the GameCube version because that was the official version that we used on. On the See, Wii, I played the Wii version. The Wii version, it's on the front right, but you guessed the back, so no matter what, you yeah. were wrong. We, uh, and I accept this. We <laughs> changed question four because you already said the answer. So here's the new question four. Well, I'm gonna read the original, and this doesn't count. The gender of 
Birdo originally was. Oh, I already answered that. Exactly. So we had to change it. So we break. changed it. <laughs> so who replaced the second uh, Mauser boss in Mario Advance? The second Mauser boss. Um. You did play Mario Advance. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, that was Mecha Birdo. Oh, wow, I'm gonna have to go back and replay that. <laughs> it's a really fun fight. All right, on I'm the... not doing too well, am I? <laughs> okay, so on the cover, the case cover, mm -hmm. for Super Mario 3D Land, which power-up does Nintendo incorrectly refer to? They called it the wrong name, despite the items being very similar. Wasn't that the Tanuki suit? Yes, they should have called it the Super Leaf. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. <laughs> How old was Tails in Sonic the Hedgehog 2? I believe he was four. He was eight. Eight? I thought that too. Huh. Maybe he was four in the, like, the cartoon series or something. He talks like he's four anyway. Well, now he talks like a paper shredder. <laughs> <laughs> I might be thinking of the Archie Comics version of Tails, he's, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What year was the release of Spyro the Dragon? Uh, 1990... You're almost there. Six or seven. It's one of the two. No cheating! Was it 96? No. It was 98. Uh... <laughs> Alright. These are insanely specific questions. I told you. Now, they were let's, hard. now let's talk about Cranky Kong, not Grumpy Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Officially, what was his first game? Uh, Donkey Kong? The original arcade Donkey Kong? Yeah! He's totally right! Good job. Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. His son is the current Donkey Kong. So would he be Donkey Kong Jr. then? No, because Donkey Kong Jr. appears separately. This is his bastard love child with someone. Probably Candy Kong. <laughs> Pauline. <laughs> That's hot. Nine. What is the name of the boxing kangaroo in Tekken? Is that Cow? I'm sorry, no. It's Roger. Roger, that's right. I was thinking I was thinking of, of KO the kangaroo. Before we go to question 10, just so you know, you have three points. Wow, I suck. <laughs> I think that you... I suck. I think that you got on our leaderboard on the bottom. <laughs> no, eh, I, it happens. I believe that it's a tie right now. All right, so, Rude, number 10. What unique method did Nintendo use to deliver copies of Star Fox? for the Super NES um, to a few stores on launch date. How the fuck should I know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Give, it did give it you, here. Give you a really... I mean, Don't give cheat. a really good guess. Think about it. What would be something very unique for them to do would, on launch date? Um, for Star Fox. Buy airplane? Buy a guy in a Star Fox suit? Oh, he was so close! That was close! <laughs> they actually um, delivered it by parachute drop. That was going to be my next guess, actually. I was considering between one or the other, the parachute kind of sounded too easy. And these are hard enough as it is. Then you got three points. Well, 
poop. You're on the board, sir. Yay. At the bottom. <laughs> it's okay. You are the first loser of the season. <laughs> <laughs> but we love you the same. Thank you. <laughs> All right, well... Do you have any last comments on furries and video games before we go to our last break? They're a major influence and a major part of my life, and I could not imagine my life without them. Do you favor the furry video games, or do you just like all video games? I like video games that are good, if it's furry or not. Good. Awesome. All right, well, we're going to go to our last break, and we'll be back.
Well, we're back and we have some emails here. First of all, we have one from Sean and he says, you guys are so funny. <laughs> we like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if we're funny. I don't have a suit, but consider myself a furry. What? Whoa, whoa hold on. You don't have to have a fursuit to be a furry. Let's just clarify that. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's the first thing that I saw. What is it like to be a fursuiter? And how hot does it get in a fursuit? Hot. Really let's, hot. Let's start there first. So I've had some people come up to me and they want to know the actual, like, degrees. How hot is it about? Okay, just just for the record, and I don't mean this to be mean, but none of us, as far as I know, that I, any of my friends who have fursuits, no one has a temperature probe in their fursuit. <laughs> like... It's just hot. We're gonna put one of those well, turkey I was timers thinking, in. I was thinking about installing a fan into my fursuit head, but now, now I think I'm gonna install a thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, I, I don't, I don't think any of us have an idea of what the degrees would be. I, how in comparison would you say that? I, I would describe it as, you know, how they have like on TV those really comfortable looking poofy winter coats, mm -hmm. and you know you're gonna put one on, but like the liner on the sleeves is not gonna let you breathe very easy, so your arms kind of get sweaty. It's gross. Imagine putting three of those on, <laughs> and then covering your face with like two hats, like thick, heavy hats that you're gonna sweat in, and then that's kind of what it's like. Like you are you shutting off all your bodies. What is it? Way what? of being able Thank to you. keep it keep itself. Yeah, cool. heat relief, and so literally, it's like I'd say it's almost kind of like a sauna. I would compare it myself. Sauna is good. I would compare it to um, leaving your car out in the sun during the summertime and uh, and then just opening up the door and jumping right on in, closing the door. And not turning, turning your air conditioning on at all. Exactly. Force yourself to drive in your car in the hot summer without dry turning your air conditioning on. Well, we this, should do that. This will amaze you. My uh, trip from Pennsylvania to Las Vegas, my Jeep did not have air conditioning. But you put your windows down. So. It was still hot. <laughs> but I drove 2,400 miles without air conditioning in the middle of the summer. Um, Some more questions? They also ask, what is the best way to clean a fursuit? Can I use Dawn dish soap to clean it? What do you clean your fursuit with? I don't. <laughs> what do you clean your fursuit with? Well, I don't have a bodysuit right now. My fursuit head is just a partial. And I've got some disinfecting spray that I uh, spray inside of But what head. do you use for your gloves? Uh, have you washed your gloves lately? Because I'm pretty sure that they're probably really dingy. I have washed my gloves. I turned them inside out, and I, um, I was instructed to put them inside a washing machine on Delicate's very low cycle, and uh, I, I actually forget the specific detergent that I used. Is it just off-the-shelf you know store detergent? I now it, it is. Okay. I now remember I actually used a little bit of detergent, not dog dish soap. I'm sorry. Okay, so you did use detergent. Yes, I used detergent. Okay, so yeah, if you're going to clean your fursuit, I think we all agree, a mild detergent. Um, if you have something else that you need to get off your fursuit, like mold or whatever, because, you know, it happens. Um, vinegar, white vinegar, apparently is good, and it will not pull dye out of fabric, and it actually doesn't leave that nasty vinegar smell. I've actually heard with your head you can use alcohol. Like, what kind? Like vodka? 
No, no rubbing alcohol. <laughs> um, this hat smells good. Like, for example, if you have mold that's growing in your head, I've heard this. <laughs> Please see our show notes page for that bonus download. <laughs> so, what? if you have mold growing in your head, what? <laughs> If you have mold growing in your fursuit head, <laughs> if you have mold growing in your furry little brain, um, needless to say, what you can do is you can put a great big, you know, get a bucket of like a gallon of alcohol and actually put it in, a, uh, I'm sorry, put it in a bucket and submerse it. Um, that's what I've heard. Because when you when you have mold in your um in your fursuit head, it's it's pretty. You need to do some drastic things to it to be able to clean it out. And why alcohol is the best way is because alcohol will evaporate. Versus if you use water with it, then it's going to soak everything up, and you're Mm. not going to be able to get it out. But the alcohol will um will evaporate. Okay, the more you know. Actually, our studio audience has let us know Wu Light is also acceptable. So let's oh, yeah, go. that's what I use to clean my deer suit. Mm. Let's go to our next. Santanic Furry State. Whoa, whoa, what? Satanic. Santanic. Santanic. Santanic? You know what? You know what? Look, Hex, you're awesome. And the fact that he just screwed that up means that we just might have lost you as a listener, and I'm having a sad. You know what? There's always post-production. <laughs> I can't modulate your voice to say things right. Satanic? <laughs> Whatever. Satanic. Satan. Satanic. Just... Oh, and this is a personal email, so... Should we not oh. listen? I'll cover my ears. <laughs> personal emails. This is our very first one since I've come on. Oh. Just email to say hi and enjoying the show. Just finishing finish listening to series one. Now um, listening to series two. And apart from mistaking Rue for a female for half of the series, (laughs) I just have to ask, why are you called Rue if you are a fox? Many thanks, Hex. Hex lives on the other side of the pond and has been a big fan of ours on Twitter. So it's very awesome to get that email from him. But why are you called Rue? I'm called Rue because I lived in Australia for two years, but I'm not a kangaroo. I like kangaroos. Um, that's why I do have Rue in my name, but he, uh, a kangaroo does not fit my personality and who I am. Rue is short for what? Rue-chi. Thank you. Rue-chi lexico. Yes. Yeah. We just are people who like one-syllable words. So it's Rue. You know, I've been thinking about getting a middle name for myself. What should I... I, I was Jane. thinking. I think Jane, maybe Pat. No, I was. I was thinking. No, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I see what you did there. Ruchi C Lexico. How about that? I'll just put in a letter, and the C will stand for cookie, which is good enough for me. C is for. Cookie. So before I read this very <laughs> special email that has its own theme song, demonization. By the way, thank you, Hex. I'm gonna tell a story. Story time. And we saved the story from break, but since we're in Las Vegas, and not everything actually does stay in Las Vegas, we're going to tell you a story about last night with alcohol that has to do with Rue. I'm so ashamed. 
It's okay, you have mold growing in your in your head. So, <laughs> <laughs> so last night, it was weird. so where we're staying is we're staying in a hotel, and it has a bedroom, and there's a pull-out sofa in the main area, and a bed in the bedroom. So we're all hanging out on the bed watching Black Dynamite, which was amazing, by the way. The, the animated cartoon. series? Yes, the movie was incredible. Oh, yeah. I, anyway, so our studio audience, who shall remain nameless, we'll call him Jim. <laughs> That's not his name. Jim leans over in his drunken stupor and goes, Are you technically a guy to Rue? <laughs> and Rue was like, What do you mean? He basically was asking if Rue was in transition. <laughs> no offense to anyone who is, but it was just like, and that really is a sign that you sound very effeminate. And it was brilliant, and I'm still laughing about it a day later. <laughs> So how is it going for you? I have nothing, I have no comment. <laughs> I fight this on a day-to-day -day basis. I am not a woman. I am not transgender. I am a guy. I have a piece. <laughs> and, and the reason that Jim was confused is because we had made an inverse joke. <laughs> and then taking it for fact. And he, he thought that, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. That you have an inverse, which is apparently a. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's time for our very first hate mail segment. Yay! Yay! So cue the music. Care Bears countdown. Four, three, two, one. Presenting for what it's worth, hate mail. <laughs> So this comes to us from, I'm gonna say Serrano, Lieutenant Serrano, the Chief Science Officer of the USS Retributor. I am concerned with the incorrect statement that Star Trek and Star Wars are the same. This was last episode. They are almost, they are most certainly not the same thing. There's even a Wikipedia article on the differences between the two franchises. And as we know, Wikipedia is the best encyclopedia ever. And it's not like there are trivial entries on crap people don't care about, such as Wendover Boulevard or Barapur High School in India, and other <laughs> subject, important subject matters that many people are wanting to research. Seriously, though, they're not the same. We get used to it eventually, so keep up the good work. <laughs> Signed, Lieutenant Serrano. Thank you for that love slash hate mail. <laughs> I love that you got hate mail for that. Uh, well... You know, I, I played Star Wars pinball, you know, Star Trek, the next generation, you know, it's the same thing. So. It's a pretty fun pinball game. It is, actually. That's Star Wars, the next generation. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, the, the next, next generation. generation. <laughs> That's the best one. Isn't that the one? <laughs> <laughs> Have to shoot the you have to shoot the ball uh, the Death Star yeah you have to do <laughs> shoot the Death Star and then you have to activate the Enterprise that's incredible <laughs> <laughs> so before we go we have another top ten list I didn't even see where we're going cue the music The second top 10. The top 10 furry video game power-ups slash temporary forms slash transformations as decreed by Ruchi and for what it's worth. <laughs> what about tons? Number 10. George, Lizzie, or Ralph from the Rampage series. 
Number nine, Tanuki Suit Mario from Mario 3 and Mario 3D Land. Number eight, the Zora Goron and Deku Masks from Majora's Mask. Number seven, Dragon Kazooie. Ah, oh, yeah. I remember that. Number six, Bayonetta's Beast Mode. Number five, Werewolf Form from Skyrim. What was that? <laughs> Number <laughs> my character is a my character has the werewolf curse on him in Skyrim and I refuse to have it reversed. Number four, Earthworm Jim Supersuit. Hell yes. <laughs> Number three, the Werebear. He's from Diablo 2, I guess, the druid. Number two, Miss Pac-Man's bow. <laughs> it's a great power-up. <laughs> it's basically Pac-Man, but he just puts a bow on. She already knows. Oh my god. And number one, because it has to be number one, Wolf, Wolf Link from Twilight Princess. How did you know and that that's Wolf Because I just knew. <laughs> <laughs> he actually didn't see the list, so he did just know that. We have an announcement. We have an important announcement. Rue is, in fact, a, a man. <laughs> Am I in current transition? <laughs> You're in transition to telling the people the announcement. <laughs> well, the announcement is this. You ready for it? Drum roll, please. Okay, so we are going to be at Boise. No, 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 never mind. We're not going to be at Boise. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Boise. <laughs> show coming this October in uh, Anime Bonsai. So... What's Anime Bonsai? Anime Bonsai is a really huge event in, um, as far as with anime conventions. Where is it? It's in, um, Utah. How much is it? It's like, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just kidding, it's not relevant. Okay, well, but we want you guys to come out and come to this convention. It's a huge anime convention, um, come dressed up, you know, if you're a furry, you want to come and dress up in your, um, your fursuit, please feel free. <laughs> we would love to have a whole bunch of fursuiters in our panel. Um, stop laughing! Help me out with this announcement. We like, you know, we, we take that saying, you know how you, like, get nervous and you want to pretend... Like, people are naked and stuff like that when you're doing, like, you know, announcements from a great big huge stage. Um, we literally want you naked there. <laughs> if you are svelte, good-looking, and have boobs and are not a woman, please do not come with clothes. Everyone else, put it on. I want to see that. But no, it, it's going to be a fun show. Um, we have a lot of things planned for it. Um... We're super, super excited for it. I have no idea what's going to happen. But. Uh, we've done we've done a live show already. No, um, no, no, no. You have done a live. I show. I have done a live show, but this time we're going to have tugs involved, so it's going to be it's gonna ridiculous. Be it's going to be a disaster. Um, we're also going to have a mic available for people to come up and um, give shout outs or ask us questions. Um, so please come and help support us to, to basically, um, because we're, we're going to be defining what a furry actually is. I have no idea what we're talking and about. And we're going to be teaching uh, a lot of these anime um, individuals what furries are. 
I think that they have mixed concepts of what if not. So right. come help us. That is October 20th. Time to be determined. We look forward to seeing you with or without clothes. So we have a special um, thanks shout out. We have tons of special thanks shout outs. So here we go. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> Silverpaw. Silverpaw. It's actually uh, Damon? Dam- Damien? I'm sorry. D. Silverpaw. Denzu Itaru. Uh, Snowpaw. Snowpaw, yep. Aaron Crandall. Um, Mika. Logan Sykes. Ty. Okay, Ty. Oh, oh, and Lieutenant Serana. Love the hate mail. Zabuskas. Zabuskas. Um, Southpaw. Kaj. Tatsu. And Foxlord. Our special guest. Thank you so much for coming out today. You are special. Yay. (laughs) I'm special. That's what the doctor said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. That's a horrible thing to say. (laughs) Is that also what your mother said, too? Yes. He's special. (laughs) All right, both of you are special. We have a Facebook. The address is. It's. On Facebook, you just search for what it's worth on Facebook. We also we have a group and we also have a page. You can also find it Facebook slash for what, for it's, what worth. it's worth. Okay. We have Twitter. It's at for what it's worth. We have emails for general commentary. Send it to cast at for what it's worth. Um, we also have Rue at for what it's worth dot com. We have Tugs at for what it's worth dot com, and we do have Koru. Yeah, he's not with us unfortunately. We do miss you, Koru. Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. We have music at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com. Send us your music. We like it. Yes. Oh, and we also have site comments now, so get involved. You don't have to create an account. If you have a Facebook, a Twitter, a Yahoo, whatever, a Yahoo, then you can comment whenever or however you want on our site. Do it, please. So please um, share with our your friends and let them know about us and get some likes for us. Well, I tell you what, I do love a good propane grill. No, I I would like to go play pinball now, so can we can we stop the show? No, we have to do it for another hour. You like propane? What about propane accessories? Love it. Ah, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> this is what happens. We, this is what happens when we run out of show notes. We ran out of show notes 20 minutes ago. And this is what happens. Disaster. So this has been Room. And this has been Tugs. And, and this I'm has Fox been Lord. And this has been For, For What It's, it's Worth. worth.